Gordon Chang wrote Nuclear Showdown, North Korea Takes on the World. He's a columnist at the Daily Beast. He's also a contributor at Forbes.com and joins us on our guest line right now. Hey, Gordon, thanks very much for taking the time for us. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. And thank you so much. No, my pleasure. I'm I'm so I try to see every documentary about North Korea. I, I I'm intrigued. Uh, you know, I, I I'm I'm mystified by it. Uh, can you give me sort of a thirty-five thousand foot view of of what happened to this kid and and what the United States should do in response? Yeah, Otto Warmbier tried to t- tear down a propaganda poster. Now, in an American um, frame of frame of view, that's not important. But if you're running a brutal dictatorship, um, that is indeed an extremely serious crime. And, and so he got 15 years hard labor. Um, but that's not the story. The story, as we know now, is that he was brutalized. Um, there was a probably severe trauma. It resulted in the loss of blood flow to the brain. There was death of brain tissue and therefore his state of unresponsive wakefulness, as it was characterized by the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, um, You know, this is just one more example of the horrific nature of the regime. There are probably a quarter of a million North Koreans kept in worse conditions than Otto Warmbier was. And we have to remember that at the end of the day, it is the nature of the regime matters, as Ronald Reagan told told us. Mm -hmm. Now, as to what the United States can do, we have a lot of tools. Um, So, for instance, we should turn our State Department travel advisory into an outright travel ban. We should add the North Koreans back to the State Department's list of state sponsors of terrorism, and we should start enforcing our own laws. Because if we were to do that, we would cut North Korea off from flows of income that it uses to build ballistic missiles, nuclear weapons, and indeed to keep the uh, mechanism of state coercion in place. And there's also the matter of three American citizens still being held captive by the North Korean government, right? Well, there are three Americans that we know of. There have been long, uh, for about a half decade, suspicions that a fourth American has been detained in North Korea. This is someone who was hiking in China's Yunnan province Mm -hmm. and believed to have been abducted by North Korean agents. Now, we don't know that for sure, um, but that is indeed the most likely explanation for the disappearance of the hiker. And so, indeed, there may be well more than the three that we know of. Right. You know, I'm trying to understand uh, a... a perspective that is just difficult for me to wrap my brain around. I, I get that their culture is different, and taking down a propaganda poster is a big deal to them. Clearly, we don't understand that. And my 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 question is, why doesn't the North Korean government or the North Korean culture recognize that to an to an American college kid, he wouldn't understand what a big deal it was? Well, they're not worried about the mind state of Otto Warmbier. They're worried about the example that it gives to North Koreans. I see. We live in a democracy. Therefore, our government is inherently legitimate, whether we like it or not, whether we like our leaders or not. This government is legitimate. The North Korean one is not. And so, therefore, it's the power of example. And that's why the movie The Interview in 2014 was such a big event for the Kim regime. Right. Let's go back to the act of this taking down the propaganda poster. Do you believe that Otto Warmbier knew the significance of what he was doing? No. I mean, he was a probably drunk. Um, He's a college kid, had no real concept of North Korea, even though he had been there for a couple days. 
I'm sure he did not know the significance of what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And the and the and the now famous video of him weeping and crying and begging for his life, that was orchestrated by the North Koreans, right? Absolutely. And, um, and and walk us through that process because again, that's a cultural thing, but it's the whole idea of of being humiliated publicly for something you did. Yes, and and, and that's also the example. Uh, you know, for us, it, it looked ridiculous. But for North Koreans, they very well understood the power of the Kim regime to force an individual to bow like that. And that was important for the regime because that showed the power over individuals, making people feel like they had no ability to influence their government. That's why this is such a big deal for the North Koreans. You know, I I can't remember the name of the documentary I watched a month or so ago, but it was a filmmaker who was allowed to get into North Korea. Maybe not even a maybe it was a Canadian. I don't remember who who it was, but the the the, the degree of propaganda is astounding. He went to an apartment. And it was this happy little family, and oh, look at our little home. And, and he looked in the refrigerator; there wasn't anything in there. It, it was a, it was a, it's a total sham. And there's and, you, and they showed video of the streets uh, of North. There's nobody on the. There's no cars on the streets. I mean, nobody drives around. They don't. They, it's the strangest, most mysterious, bizarre countries in the in uh, on the planet. And the most repressive. Yeah. And, and we should never forget that. You know, we try to have agreements with the North Koreans, um, but as we've seen over the course of decades from the 1994 agreed framework uh, forward, um, it's just not possible. The Kim regime is not willing to engage in the, with the international community in good faith. Now, we're, we're uh, visiting with Gordon Chang, columnist at the Daily Beast. He's the author of Nuclear Showdown, North Korea Takes on the World. I, I, I'm, I don't want to politicize every single thing that happens, but there has been a great deal of uh, conversation about the lack uh, and the failure of the Obama administration to respond. Indeed, uh, this uh, father of Otto Warmbier suggests that the State Department, the the administration, really didn't do anything to get their son home, and the Trump administration did. Is that is that fair, or or do you, did you think the the Trump administration um, took, went where the Obama administration didn't? Um, Otto Warmbier was released primarily because the North Koreans knew he was going to die mm-hmm. and therefore didn't want him to die on North Korean soil. Um, there has been and, – and hostage policy is one of the most complex issues that any American president faces. And um, Fred Warmbier, his father, did complain about the lack of response on the part of the Obama administration. Part of that is that um, there was a lot of criticism of prior presidents – who basically created incentives for the North Koreans to grab more Americans by making concessions to um, get uh, other Americans released. So, for instance, we remember former President Bill Clinton, former President Jimmy Carter going to North Korea, sort of legitimizing the regime as we tried to extract Americans. So this is indeed a complex issue. But it seems to me that right now, especially with the death of Otto Warmbier, we need to pivot and essentially impose costs on North Korea that are so severe that neither the North Korean regime nor any other will feel safe in grabbing an American and harming him or her. Uh, I appreciate your perspective very, very much. Enjoy your work. Thanks, Gordon, for taking time with us here on The Mike Gallagher Show. All the best.